squared by Silvio P. That's me and E. Marquez. And we do phenomenal ethics. Welcome to P.E. Squared Phenomenal Epics. I'm E. Marquez. Silvio is doing life, but he'll be back, I promise. He will be back. We just got to go through some stuff um, to reorganize our situation here. But, and I'm looking forward, we're going to have a big, big blast, a big, big show when he does come back. But right now, I'm just going to keep the ball rolling. I started a new little part of this podcast with PE Squared Rants and uh, PE Squared Effin, uh, Phenomenal Effin Epics are coming around the corner too when Silvio gets back. That would be explicit, all kinds of uh, just adult, uh, straightforward nonsense. But here... Let me get into today's episode. I'm going to talk about a few things today where uh, it's just about what's going on in the world. Uh, right now, to, in, in this moment, you got the Israel-Hamas war. You have uh, the Republicans in the House don't know what they're doing. Uh, you have migrant situation all over the country here in Chicago. It's bigger than most places. Um, you, 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 you have football and fall and you're coming into the Thanksgiving season and then the holiday season after that. Um, The one thing that, uh, one one of the things I want to start off with is it's it's not anything with the current topics or anything like that, but what it is, is managing your own money and debt. It's very important. It's very important that you do and you understand that. It's one of those things where you're going to you're going to encounter like hardship and you're going to find that, oh, I'm going to need to do this. I got a cousin of mine, a younger cousin, 20, 21, 22, whatever. And he has um, he has a situation where uh, he, he lives on his own. He's a very uh, talented individual. And, you know, he's, he's a tradesman, but he does, he's bad with managing money. And the reason why it comes up is because, man, I, where I work, I work all over the north side of Chicago. I see, I mean, there's just money oozing out of the city. It just oozes out of neighborhoods. Like, you can just smell it. That's how much money there is. And, you know, it's funny, like, a lot of people from outside of Chicago and some people that are on the outskirts of the city will say bullshit like, uh, oh my God, you know, this is crazy. Uh, you know, the migrants and the crime going to lower our property value. Are you kidding me? Uh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how much it is for a home here in Chicago on the north side, even the, 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 the closer, the near west side and uh, the near south side, the homes are just are remarkable. And then the different neighborhoods in different parts of the south side and the far west side and the, the far northwest side and even the further north side. I mean, it gets, it's just crazy uh, amount of money in here. And I'm sure a lot of big cities are very similar, but we have to understand, we have to find what works for us individually. Some may know how to manage debt and convert it as a liability into an asset. 
Some may just be, no, I don't want no debt and just be strong and stern against that. There's nothing wrong with that. But we have to know, we have to know for each individual how to manage that debt. And there's a bunch of practices and there's a bunch of uh, tools and different programs that can help you uh, with your debt management. You know, it'll take a few, take some time, but it'll help you. And um, you got to get yourself uh, aligned with that. With that being said, making money, right? Making money is also another relative situation. I know growing up, my mom used to always tell me, no, you work, you make money, you buy a house, you have a family. And then my dad used to say, you got to go to work. You got to go to work. My stepfather say, oh, well, you know, where, you know, where are we working? I'm 15, 16, 17, 18 years old. See, there's no career. Now, that's not, my mom is a brilliant woman. And she's like ahead of her time with education. She's a natural learner. But she grew up in Puerto Rico, moved to Chicago when she was 13, 14 years old. And then from there, she comes from a big family. And everything was church and family, church and family. There's no room or space or time for a career. But my mom is a career woman. She owns a daycare. She came from a different, um, uh, a different uh, path to owning a daycare. Not not like uh, the normal way. She she used to work at a accounting firm, so she she has uh, she has the elements of uh, of how to learn and how she is as a learner. She's a long life learner. But my dad was one of those. Another guy that came from a big family. Um, Chicago guy and he's straightforward he's straight just talking and and he's straight at where it's look this is the way it is this is how you do it you you, you got to go to work you got to go to work you got to work your way up you got to do this and fortunately for my dad he became a city worker and he was able to capitalize on that became a foreman he did stuff for himself you know Chicago guys uh, tend to have the connections and the wherewithal to get their position in in the appropriate um, uh, circles and they advance themselves within those things. Don't ask me how. Don't ask me how, where it's done and how it's done. I have no idea. But, uh, you know, it's each individual Chicago guy. But the thing is, is there's many ways it's going to cat. There's many ways it's going to cat. There's a lot of inher inheritance. A lot of these people, a lot of these millennials and Gen Zs and, you know, the reason why they have money is because they inherited it. Because their parents made great moves in their time, made some good financial uh, uh, decisions. A lot of those parents are older parents. So I don't have any children. But if I did have children... It'll, I'll be in my 40s. So there's I got a couple good good buddies growing up, a lot of uh, little league buddies. Uh, their parents were 35, 45, 50 when they were in T-ball or peewee, peewee baseball, midgets. And, you know, they're 10, 11, 12 years old, and their, their mom is 51 or their dad is 45. And, you know, that, that's an older dad, you know. Uh, when you have your younger dads, when you have your your, your dad at uh, 20, 22, 25, or 18, you know, that, that's the struggle. That's the struggle because you can't, 
you can't put things away. You know, you can't, you have to put so much more time into your career. It takes away from you being with your kids and supporting and being your father. But you put so much time in your kids and you're being a family man and you help grow morals and values in your family. And it takes away from you advancing and, and staying in your career or staying in the job that you have and growing in that company. Because that's the way you grow and then you're able to put money away and then you're able to establish. You're able to have a pension or you have a retirement fund or you create a trust. And you do see that that's what, you know, extra money, you know, that's what they call, you know, that's what you, you know, you don't live paycheck to paycheck is what it is. So a lot of that stuff is not in the cards for, you know, the community I grew up in uh, or, you know, my my family dynamics like my family, which is a great family. I have what? 13 aunts, my mom's side, 13 aunts and uncles, or 11, 12 aunts and uncles, and then my dad's side was 9, 10 aunts and uncles, so it's a good dynamic, it's a great dynamic, but uh, it's a different dynamic, and you have to know, so all this stuff, all this stuff adds to this understanding and learning and knowing how to use your money, and that that's what, you know, that's what it comes up to, that's what it comes up from, um, so... Moving on to the the world today, you know, I'm 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 very uh, I'm I'm like listening to everything, and then and then you know the stuff that happened to Israel is a shame. It 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 really is. I, what what I hear uh, some of the, the the people on TV say that Israel is the size of New Jersey, the state of New Jersey, and Gaza is the size of Philadelphia. I mean, that kind of stuff right there is just wow. You know, it's, it's wow. That, that attack by Hamas was, was very, uh, it it was, it was strong. It was a very tough, tough thing to watch. Uh, it was, it was a, it was calculated. It was planned. And, you know, a lot of those people didn't just look like soldiers or, or terrorists a lot of those people that went in there because Israel, the Israel Defense Force, released a video on YouTube, which was kind of strange that YouTube allowed this video to be about, to be posted. Uh, it was graphic and it was bad, um, but uh, they put it out there, and a lot of these got, uh, Hamas people were—they just looked like regular people. They just look like regular people. Some had sandals, polo shirt. You know, they, they it looked bad. And, you know, these groups that are pro-Palestine, that's not a problem. But to say that finally the Jewish or the Israelis got their just dude, I mean, that's a problem. Remember, there's been, what, six, seven wars in this region against these factions? Uh, I think three in the last since Hamas took over in 2007, since they were elected or they took power of the Gaza Strip because Hamas is not leaders in West Bank, which is the other part of the Palestinian state. But Hamas did take over in the Gaza Strip and they've been fighting wars left and right and it's been Israeli that has allowed them to live. I mean, has allowed them to create what they have. Uh, They haven't bombarded them they haven't went in there they haven't taken them out now now they seem to be just 
blinders on 100%. Anybody with ties with Hamas is going to be eliminated. That's what it looks like. But Israel won. Israel took this land, won this land. They're the, they fought the war and won the wars. Wars. Multiple. But, you know, the palace, you know, this stuff goes back historic history. And you can look up all these things. They're all over the place. You know, they first started with me learning about it in history books in eighth grade, seventh grade at Chopin Elementary School in Chicago. Uh, that's where I learned about this conflict in the Middle East. And then it just grew from there. I, I love history. And that's where I grew the love for history. I remember Mr. Siegel, I think his name is. He's the one that that helped me get an affinity for things that happened before me. And how small I am, how little I am in this whole grand scheme of things um, in this world. But it's it's great. It's, it's great to learn these things. And then you take these things further. When you, now that they, you know, they have your YouTube channels, you have your your articles, you have your, you have your different, um, uh, the different point of views, uh, from, you know, you, from your, uh, the Palestine version, the Israeli version, the Muslim version, the Arab version, the different Christian version that live in the area, all these things, you know, you have all these things, but, but, you know, you get, get that information. And if not, you can get more information and you can just put it together yourself and, and form your own opinion. But, uh, but overall, uh, this situation here is uh, Israeli has done what it needs to be done and or it's done to to be the leaders in control of this land right now. And Palestine needs better leaders. They need better leaders. And that's who's failed. These people has been has been their leaders. Um, so we'll see what happens. I'm sitting on the sidelines just waiting. Hey. United States has said they got the back of Israel. They will always have the back. They will have the back of Israel, no doubt about it. But it's got to be done humanitarian, you know, in a humanitarian way. Kids and innocents cannot die. And that goes on both. It goes on Hamas and it goes on Israelis. You know, you have to. It's a tough situation. I know Israeli forces, they have every right to defend themselves. And they are one of the most dominant armed forces in the world. So what they're going to do is they're going to defend themselves and they're going to take no prisoners. But at the same time, you know, those elderly and those children and those people that are not fighting you, they're not your enemy. They're not your enemy. Let's help them get them out of the way and go ahead and, 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 and attack the bad guys. If the bad guys are using them, using them as shield, then these people have to stand up for themselves. And even though it's a tough situation, you know, it's, a, it's, you know, you're, you're between a rock and a hard place, but again, you know, you, you, you gotta, you know, the innocence cannot be hurt. That's just the bottom line. They just cannot be hurt. And that leads me to the final part of this. It's the Republican party. That's just that, that needs to be removed. If there's going to be a third party in the United States, it's got to be the Dems, Democrats, the Republicans, and then from the Republicans have to come off a central use. You're going to get, you'll get some of the Democrats and you'll get some of the Republicans 
to have that centric view, the one that's in the middle. These people, that, that, and it's possible. Look, look at the Northeast of the United States with all those Republican governors in blue states, in staunch, hard blue states. New Hampshire, uh, Maine, uh, Massachusetts, Maryland. I mean, you have Republican governors, but they're centrist. They're right down the middle. They might be pro, pro, uh, they might be anti-abortion because they're not pro-life. I, I don't, I don't say pro-life and, and pro-choice. No, no, no. It's anti-choice and pro-choice. That, that's what, it, that's what it is. Um, they might be more towards that anti-choice side and anti-abortion, but they're not, they're not like staunch, hardcore conservatives. They'll, they'll take some, yeah, yeah, we're going to use, we're going to need some healthcare policy. We're going to need some social security policy. They're not against these entitlements, but then at the same time, they want to lower taxes. They, you know, they want better, um, programs for the low income they want to get they, they want to build a bigger and better and more sustainable middle class you get that they're all republicans like that out there there really is but what gets the headlines are these morons the ones that are so far right is ridiculous it's dumb talking about laser moon lasers and and talking about hillary needs to go to jail and trump is messiah and if the Trump needs to be king, those idiots. That's the, and that's the problem that's going on right now in this Republican Party. That, that's what's going on. It's um, it, it, it's a it's an issue, it's a problem, and they can't figure themselves out because they're too scared to fight versus their own loudmouths. See, Republicans don't want to lose votes. And they already know that they've gerrymandered all these different districts and they haven't been able to do it. They haven't been able to, to finish or to, uh, they haven't been able to um, <clears throat> uh, convince that side that, you know, they haven't got enough votes to go ahead and eliminate the, the cuckoo side of the Republican Party. And, and that's what they need. You know, stop with these rural, rural states or these rural counties that get 15,000 votes. And then, you know what? Those are the ones that are making all these headways of all, you know, when these Republicans need those 15,000 votes, they got to give in to these radical ideas and these and these Fox News watchers that are only that are watching idiots on TV spew just dumb crap but again finish fix this house of representative be uh, crap bs this is ridiculous that they don't have a house speaker of the house ridiculous it is an albatross of stupidity that they're going now three weeks three weeks they're gonna go three weeks without uh, a, a speaker that's the third in line for the president. That's the third in line. President, vice president, speaker of the house. It's ridiculous that this is happening. Awful, awful, awful. And, and you know, reporters, you know, one of the rants I did in another 
uh, episode that I published, I talked about sports reporters and sports people. Well, they they challenge, they challenge the coaches and the players. Uh, they do that. They're not they're not as important, but they challenge. These reporters need to challenge these moronic these moronic politicians. They need to get in their face, and they need to move the needle. Because there's nothing else happening. And the majority of the time, if you sit on your hands and just allow these guys to just go ahead and do what they got to do, you have to put them in the grinder and say, you need to be better. You need to be better. Expose them. No violence. No punching or smacking the face. No violence. Expose them and tell them, you need to be better. It's the, it's one hundred percent. You've been elected to be a an official of the people. You're doing a horrible job by not having a house of represent a speaker of the house. Ridiculous, ridiculous. It is awful what's going on with that. So that's I'm gonna cut it off there. Um, I, I guess I don't know. This got a little bit of rant vibe to this episode. But you know what? It just probably shows you I miss. It just probably shows you I miss Silvio, and and I hope he's, uh, I hope he's doing. I hope I hope he comes back soon. You know, my uh, uh, I feel a little bit uh, distraught without him. <laughs> miss you, bro. See you soon, and uh, we'll get we'll get back to the to the what is P E squared phenomenal epics.